The leaders at the time of Jesus' birth were supposed to create peace for the people, but their hearts were not at peace. They led from fear and working for their own benefit. And the leaders, they maintained peace through power and control. And as a result, no one experienced peace. In fact, their lack of peace created more chaos and suffering. And God's people, they were so ready for the Messiah to come and bring peace. But what is this peace that Jesus brings? Peace in Hebrew is shalom, and in the Greek, it's erine. And both of these words um, mean to restore, or it means wholeness. And it's the idea that life is made up of, of many parts, interconnecting parts, and each part has its own like complexities to it. And so when one of these parts or many of these parts are um, misaligned or broken or missing, then that part needs to be restored or it needs to be replaced. And God's peace, it takes what is broken and replaces it with something that's even better. Isaiah, hundreds of years before Jesus was born, prophesied that a child will be born to us. And he'll take over running the world. And one of his names will be Prince of Peace. You see, he is peace. Jesus is in the business of creating peace. Peace is his nature and its character. And he cannot help but create peace. He can't help but make things even better than they were before. So when we talk about God's plan or his purpose, we're talking about his work of restoration and his work of, of creating peace. God never stops creating peace in our world. So when we look at the chaos and the brokenness in our world, we wonder, where's God? Has he forgotten us? Is, is he against us? Has he left us? And the answer is no. He's with us. He is moving. He is restoring. He is creating peace. And Jesus' birth is so important to us as followers of Christ because the Prince of Peace, he chose to come to this misaligned and broken world to share a life with us, to be with us. Jesus' birth tells us that if we want peace, we need to be peace. Because Jesus was peace. In order to, for us to partner with God to create peace in our world and experience restoration and wholeness, we need to create peace in our heart. Let me say this again. In order for us to partner with God to create peace in our world, we need to first create peace in our heart. If we want peace, we need to be peace. Jesus's birth teaches that we, we have it backwards. You see, the problem is, is we were taught that in order to have peace in our hearts, we need to have peace in our lives. But it's been my experience that trying to create peace in my world and in my circumstances is frustrating. It makes me tired and it actually draws me away from Jesus. It's, it's frustrating trying to persuade people to get vaccinated, or it's frustrating fighting the state mandate that requires employees to get vaccinated, right? It's frustrating for, for children to, um, to try and get their parents to, to listen to them. 
And it's frustrating for parents to try and get their children to listen to them. And when we think we've mastered one area of our lives and more challenges and problems, they come up and we just can't keep up. And so if we don't have peace in our hearts, really the reality, if all was well in our world, we still wouldn't experience it. The Prince of Peace, who is peace, he chose to live with us to create peace in our broken world. And so if we want peace, we need to be peace. Zechariah, John the Baptist's dad, he shared a song of thanksgiving to God when John the Baptist was born. And in the song, Zechariah prophesied about Jesus. And he sang this. Because of our God's deep compassion, the dawn from heaven will break upon us to give light to those who are sitting in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide us on the path of peace. You see, Zechariah tells us that Jesus' arrival, his birth, is a result of God's deep compassion. And compassion means to suffer with us. And we see this throughout God's story. We see him over and over again. He sees his people suffering. He hears the cries of their hearts. So let's sit with this. God sees our pain. He sees our anger and our disappointment and our frustration and our fear and our sadness. And he suffers with us. He hurts with us. He grieves with us. His heart breaks with ours. He's not far off. He's not forgotten us. He's not angry at us, but he suffers with us. And I love how he doesn't go straight into fixing but he suffers with us. And this is what our heart needs. We need Jesus to share our pain, to touch our wounds with his loving hands. We rush into fixing and restoring. And when we do this, we miss our hearts. We miss Jesus and his compassion for us. And so before we get into fix-it mode, we need to pause and experience God's compassion for us. We too need to embrace our pain and suffering. And we'd rather do everything we can to avoid experiencing our pain and suffering because we don't like the dark place. But the path to peace, it takes courage And it's risky and it's scary and it's uncomfortable and it's painful and it requires work and it takes time. I wish God could just pour out his peace and we would just experience it magically, but it takes work. Living in between takes work. And so our old pattern is when we experience problems and conflict, the best thing to do that we've been taught is to gain like some sense of control in the darkness. Maybe we learn to try to be perfect or to not cause waves because that will stir up things. Maybe we we learn to minimize or, or to compare ourselves with someone who's suffering more so that our pain and suffering doesn't seem as bad. We don't feel it as hard. Maybe we learn to turn what is negative into a positive because then it'll be good again. Or maybe we learn to fix or understand or improve whatever's happening so that we won't, this darkness won't ever happen again. Or maybe we learn that it's just better for us to withdraw, to 
protect ourselves so we won't feel the pain and suffering and the sadness. So when we go into our old pattern of trying to control, we need to pause and choose God's new pattern. It's so hard to do. It's so hard to change from our old pattern to our new pattern. Because a lot, of, I mean, our old pattern, we just go right into it. It's habit. We, we don't even realize we're doing it until we're deep into it. Our hearts will fight the darkness, but we need to embrace the pain and receive compassion that does not feel natural to us. In fact, it's terrifying, but God is inviting us to trust Him trust him in his new ways, to give him permission to be sad and disappointed with us because Jesus suffers with us in our prayers and in our songs as we listen to worship songs maybe or as we journal or as we share with one another. We need one another to be God's tangible compassion. And as in Jesus' time, you know, our world it has a whole lot of parts that are misaligned, broken, and missing. And we too, just as people in Jesus' time who are waiting for the Messiah to come, we too are waiting. We need peace. And when we choose to create peace in our hearts, then we can create peace in our world by being who we are. We participate with Jesus and, and we reflect His light to others who, who are in the darkness, who are sitting in the darkness, in the shadow of death. I love this quote by Henry now, and he says, Did I offer peace today? Did I bring a smile to someone's face? Did I say words of healing? Did I let go of my anger and resentment? Did I forgive? Did I love? These are the real questions. And I must trust the little, that the little bit of love that I sow now will, will bear many fruits here in this world and the life to come. You see, these are the questions at the end of the day that we need to be asking ourselves, that we need to be sharing and talking about with one another. This Advent, may the Prince of Peace, who came to this world, he chose to come to this world as a baby to suffer with us, Guide us on the path of peace. And may we experience peace together by being peace wherever we are.